That's us. Uh, yeah, that is a... It, it never gets old. That's us, Danish and O'Neill, episode 35, coming hot out of the gates. Thanks to everybody who uh, gave a shout out to our song maker, writer, and singer, Sean Edwards. Some people went on Facebook, gave him some love. Oh, did they? To his band, Hello Echo. Please continue to do so. Yes. Make uh, fairly classy comments on there if you could. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> Might be a lot to ask for for some people that listen to the show. Some of them like some not so classy. And hey, I don't blame you for that. That's true. Some quick business off the top. Uh, the Gentleman's Inquiry requested a shout out. I believe they do their own podcast in Minnesota. So this one's Whoa. The Gentleman- Wait, near Lake Wobegon? I believe it is. Might Holy be in Lake crap. Wobegon on a pontoon boat. Holy crap. And then uh, this guy left a review and wanted a shout out in the review, but the only name associated was uh heyo h-a-y-o-w so heyo shout out to you i don't know if that's the name you wanted but uh heyo yayo that's all i got for you and then uh kenny um kenny had an interesting comment to us on our twitter he wrote in to say that in boner boner city episode number 66 one minute and 16 seconds uh, one one minute, one hour and sixteen seconds. Sorry, 16. one hour, sixteen minutes. Okay, forty eight seconds. He said, "You said," and I quote, "And it would be cool to see someone fuck a horse." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That's I, from I stand corrected. Because it, it, maybe it would be cool to watch it, but listening to somebody read about somebody fucking a horse was not that entertaining to me. I asked Kenny if he had a Rain Man type knowledge of of Boner City quotes. Uh, He said that he was actually on that particular episode. He's doing double double duty of Danish and O'Neill and Boner City at the same time. That's divine intervention right there. So he heard the horse fucking episode 33 of Danish and O'Neill and 66 (laughs) times two. There's some sort of numbers conspiracy to find in there. I have a feeling at the hypocrisy of Boner City. Uh, <laughs> you, you, every quote that's on this show could probably be proven wrong by listening to Boner City. And it just goes to show that we've matured as people. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> but then again, maybe I do. I don't know. You- I, I, don't, I don't enjoy listening to it. But I do enjoy, maybe I'll enjoy watching it more. There's an offshoot ar- article someone sent me that we're going to, I'm going to have to wait a while. Okay. Uh, yeah. but we don't want to overload. We don't want to overload, but it is an enjoyable article. Do you know what I'll we should do? That. We should save it for an episode with Bushman. Bushman. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. To talk about horse. What? Come on. Oh. I've never heard about this before. Of course. I never fuck a horse. Let me give a quick shout out to Sean in Canada. He What's sent up, me Sean? He sent me a disturbing note that he found on a piece of uh, equipment at his gym. Okay. It's a sign and it says, "We do not cater to bodybuilders or weight <laughs> heavy lift or heavy weightlifters. Please help us keep our non-intimidating environment by loading only four weight plates on each side. Thank you, staff." Wow. So they want they he, want to uh, separate the uh, the big guys out, get them out. Yeah, he said the American disease of social justice and warrior. Uh, put your slur, whatever slur you would like, in place of his slur uh, that has spread north of the border. Is and, Sean uh, is Sean one of these four platers, or is he just doesn't appreciate that they're trying to weed him out? Actually, a question that I had. I wanted to know if this guy is 
is a big heavy weightlifter, or he just doesn't like. Maybe one day he wants to try and lift five plates on each side. Or maybe his father is a big weightlifter, and he goes there with him to bond. Or maybe trying to break him up. Maybe he just runs on the treadmill, but he doesn't like the fact that they're fucking telling other people that they can't. Maybe do his it. lady's putting up like eight hundred pounds. Maybe Ronnie Coleman's going to that gym. Ronnie like, Coleman, somebody told me he was paralyzed. By the way, I don't know if that's true. No, that's what someone said. Dude, that would be bigger news. That's lightweight, baby. That's what someone told me. Uh, well, so Sean, thank you. That is uh, some serious bullshit. And what I think you should do is maybe you and some of your friends, if you can't do five plates on your own, should get on that machine and load it up with all the weight they have and get two people on it. Or just load it up and leave it when you're leaving. Yeah, fuck you guys. Say, hey. I don't understand. what the, uh, Is it that intimidating to watch a guy do plates? Who My cares? problem is, is, is mind there, your own fucking business. Is their business doing so well that they can say, hey, we Evidently. don't want you here? Evidently, it is. I would I would organize a boycott of everyone at the gym and say if you don't take all of us, release. What's it. the problem? So you have some big jack guy in there lifting heavy weight. Who gives a fuck? What's next? Someone putting a waterproof note in the swim lane, telling me that if I'm swimming too fast, then I should take my business elsewhere. Did that happen? It might. Might if Sean's these people have their way and I thought wide, this really did happen. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> That's fucking bullshit. As uh, the song said, uh, I was the Danish, I was the O'Neal, so I know how they both feel. Yeah. That's true. He knows that I'm battling strep throat. Once again, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Man's got, he's got chronic strep. It's become a strepidemic uh, in my life. Uh, here's what happened. <laughs> well, there first is, case. There is I, a patient uh, zero. First case, I made out with this lady, and I got the strep. I didn't make out with her again, but when I did see her, I said, hey, I think you gave me strep. She did not appreciate the accusations, said it was hearsay, said it was bullshit. Says it was a defamatory comment. Threatened to sue me. That's not true. <laughs> so then time passes. How much? Uh, what episode was that? I don't remember. Two months. Probably I'd say a month, two months. Month and a half, two months two would be months. my guess. Danish starts getting a little vulnerable, a little weak. He caves. Gets gets a text from said lady. Says, sure, let's says, hang out. Says, hey, I, you, you feel roll, like getting strep again? I roll the dice. I didn't know for a fact it was her. It could have been something else. Most likely it was her. Dude, I, I told you. I know for a fact it was. So, she was over here. Today is Sunday. She was here Tuesday. So then Wednesday, I started getting paranoid. So I think I'm getting sick. You might have self-induced strep throat, I man. thought it was psychosomatic, but I was like... If it is, I can overcome it. But then Thursday, <laughs> no. Friday came in. I started feeling really sick. Looked in the mirror. My throat was very inflamed. How many? I can only imagine how long you stared in the mirror at that throat. Not that to long. To get a diagnosis. Every now and then. I, it's, I've, got, I've had it so much that I now can like, I, I know when it's coming on. Do you, could you write a book on it? I might be like a pop-up book, not like a real 400-page book. For kids? Yeah. Strep throat? <laughs> from, I got strep throat from going back to the same the, poison and well. And then you open the page and the tongue falls out and Man. it's all white. So I had to go back to the minute clinic. The good news is is now I'm not, I don't, I used to be like, oh, maybe it'll pass. I like and how, then you get really <laughs> into suffering. We spent 40 minutes shitting on the minute clinic and you went back there. Cheap. It's cheap and it's easy. You need to just buy street antibiotics because if you know what you have, you should just find a guy that's dealing the bath salts of antibiotics. Just get some street antibiotics. No, I mean uh, like real antibiotics, but you buy them off of a guy who stole them from a pharmacy. That's might be. 
I was thinking about hiring the nurse guy from the Minute Clinic to work my door as like a bouncer for when chicks come over here, quickly test them, see it's, if they're... But is it a quick test if they're asymptomatic? Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, it takes like five minutes. He does. He, he, it, they still have the same, it's the same test, even yeah. if you're just a carrier. Yeah, you just do the swab, put it in a little fucking solution, yeah. stir it around. Why don't you just get your own lab? I you should. don't need that guy. Cut out the fucking... Should be like Walter White. Cut out the White. Minute Clinic, man. It's true. So I'm talking to the Minute Clinic man. I first of all looked on his wall for degrees. I didn't really see much of anything. One said like uh, nurse practitioner degree. There was no school name. But uh, so I told the guy that I once before got it twice. And I thought it was from a lady at that point as well. But that lady, I got I it mean, twice. I mean, who else would have? No, but then I never got, I didn't get it again. I don't know if I hit the cap or I maybe beat those two different strains that she carries around with her. Could only roll the dice. So uh, I was telling him about that, asked about people being asymptomatic carriers. He, was, he told me that is indeed fact positive. And he said the key is to come back when you're healthy to get tested, when you have no symptoms. If you get test positive, then he said that I could be the carrier, which I don't understand how I could infect myself. Uh, and not anyone else. Maybe the saliva leaves your mouth and then it comes back in and infects Boomerang? you. Boomerang? Yeah, but I'm not infecting these other people. Are they immune? Maybe you have a weak strain. <laughs> well, and I, uh, I did test negative. I remembered at the minute clinic once because when I had it twice that time before, I went back the f- third time and they're like, no, you're negative. So you're negative for strep, positive for HIV. <laughs> yes, that's what they told me. <laughs> So uh, he said, if you test positive, then you're the carrier, but a lot of people don't want to pay the money to come take a test when they're healthy. I need a diagram of this. He, then he said at the end, he said, uh, he goes, then you can figure out whether it's you or the other guy. And I quickly blurted out, girl. And he's like, you know what I'm saying. But that's in like the gayest part of town. It's true. <laughs> it's in literally like the gayest part of West Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't going out on a limb by saying a guy because most of the people that go in there Looking for the minute clinic uh, disease prevention or control. I think are, he did mean it as like you guys, but it, but it said the other guy, which is like very specific. No, I think he meant the other guy. Oh, he you think he meant guy? Yeah, I mean that then why is did he like say you know what I meant. That's ninety percent gay in the area. But why do you think he knew what I? Why do you think he? Why do you like? I, you know what I mean. Well, he meant you know what I mean. Like it's whoever you're messing around with. Yeah, but not dudes. <laughs> Maybe he was trying to put the vibe out to me. Like, hey, you no, he just thought because <laughs> I bet you ninety percent of the people that come in there have something from a man. It's man to man transfer or woman to woman transfer, and so he just assumed he's just gotten used to it. And then you're like, and then you, I quickly said, "Girl," just like a reaction, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Anyway. Yeah. He, so uh, I'm on the mend, uh, fighting some real fatigue, but I'm doing okay. Jesus Sunday Christ. now. I think I'm on the. I'm think I'm on the starting to get back to. It. <laughs> the good news is I think I'm gonna roll the dice one more on this chick. <laughs> I let her know, by the way, that I believe she's an asymptomatic carrier. I said it's your responsibility. You're gonna roll the dice one more no, time. No. Fuck no. Yeah, that's the dude. But now I'm shocked that you Yeah, you should be. But I also have an autoimmune disease, not HIV, thank you, Uh, (laughs) which I think could be a factor. I could have a weakened immune system. Could be, yeah. I mean, yeah, you got to watch out. But, I mean, it it could be worse. From now on, if you want to make out with me, ladies and or gentlemen and or horses, dental dam, make out sessions only. Through the latex. You need the body condom from... uh, Naked gun. Yeah. 
It's, so that's what I've been up to. Uh, it's, it's bad news. What, what else has been going on is Rick Ingram, friend of the show. He's a comedy store paid regular. He has we, the podcast called the Comedy Store Podcast. We've been on it. We started out with him back in the day. I think he may have been in there a little before us. But uh, he tweeted me to tell me that Comedy Store... Living legend, who we've talked about before, Gaylord Dingler, is back in Los Angeles. Yeah, we might have to do a live taping. He's performing in uh, Glendale Days In. The Glendale Days In open mic, which who knew the Days In? It's such a hot open mic scene. I'm not that far from that. And I always knew. That, I always heard the Motel Sixes were the best open mics to hit. I saw the picture, and it's like it's, a, it's like at a piano bar. It looks like a, a hipper Gaylord Dingler. If you never heard us talk about him, he has uh, long gray hair. He wears like a a solid colored with nothing on it hat. Uh, he has glasses. He has a very thick mustache. A push broom stash, gray, completely gray. Gray push broom stash. He kind of looks like Mole Man from uh, from uh, The Simpsons if he had facial hair, or like one kinda of the hunched over one of the old guys who heckles the Muppets, like hippie younger brother, like a weird like, like one a, of the guys like in the a, Muppets band almost. Yeah, like a schizophrenic version of that, and he is a uh, he's he's notorious because he has some very well written and very memorable bits like uh my girlfriend lost uh what, how many pounds was it i think 40 50, 50 pounds I think 50 a machine ripped her leg off a machine ripped her leg off thank you thank you many um, of you uh try to pick up girls at the gym but they have big macs on their breath thank you big macs on their breath let me thank say you. uh my, my dog they tried to put my dog in a porno. It's called Hot Dog. Hot Dog. Thank you. I've been going to a lot of garage sales. I haven't seen one garage for sale yet. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> You're taking dick growing pills for a midget. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, what? Thank you. What was, thank you. Uh, what was the one about the taking a flight? Oh, uh, taking a flight. Uh, the pilot said, uh, give me a dollar's worth of regular. Dollar's worth of regular. Uh, I tried to take my dog on a flight. They put me on Air Bow Wow. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Air Bow Wow. Thank you. Air Bow Wow. Sometimes he would get stuck and just keep repeating like the same thing over and over and over. So it's good to hear that he's back in town. Uh, we but Maybe we, bring our mic in our Zoom, see if we could get him on somebody had to discuss. emailed me if that he had lived in the area and knew of Gaylord Dingler, which may have been one of those kids that years ago yeah. got in touch with uh, the guy that was trying to track him down. I wonder, is he just visiting and staying in that day's end, just doing some mic time while here? Or is he, you think he's in town? <laughs> he's on tour. He's know. on a Days In open mic tour. You would think he'd be back at the comedy store, and it would be the talk of the town. He was mur- almost murdered. That is by true. Associ- allegedly, almost murdered a by a man named Mickey and Garth. Garth. They allegedly, hit him over, they hit him over the head with a forty ounce, left him there to die. Guess what, Mickey and Garth? He's alive and he's back, and he's in Glendale. If he's- you want to finish the job, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it, it's good to see you, Mickey. You tried to kill me. Do you Thank think you. he? he- you think he does bits now? I uh, I got forty ounces uh, crashed on my head, and uh, now uh, now I'm in the days in. Hey, uh, I thought it was uh, forty ounces to freedom. Turns out it's forty ounces to uh, end up in a coma. Thank you. <laughs> Did he do a bit of how to lose? How to what is it? How to lose a guy in your bathroom in fifty? <laughs> remember that bit? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, I remember this bit. I said uh, I said to the guy I was dancing with, "Let's get the hell out of here." That was an infamous Gaylord. I uh, actually made a note to talk about a comedy store legend this episode. Uh, the infamous, I don't know if you remember who this is. I think you will. The infamous Mark Ferris. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember who that yeah. is? He, he, There's not a lot to say about him, but he did leave a legacy. What, what was his thing? He was a single mother. Yes. <laughs> that guy was great. He was uh, a male comedian. I think he was like 21, very young yeah. at the time. Uh, and he would just get up on stage, very deadpan. And it was hard to tell if he was schizophrenic or just into no, Andy I Kaufman. Think he, I think he was just... Uh, he just had an odd sense of humor. He would say that he was a single mother of three. Uh, no, I thought it was like seven or oh, something. Oh, was it more? Some crazy. Sometimes he, at uh, one time, he had a balloon, uh, a popped balloon on a string that he was saying was like a pet frog, and he was dragging it along <laughs> the front. There's a front table on the stage there. Uh, he was. <laughs> I thought he had potential. <laughs> he was very avant garde. <laughs> I thought he was funny, but he was a, he was a little nutty. Uh, yeah, I could. I never like he never talked though to anyone. That's what made me think he may have been legitimately crazy. I think that uh, who remember the one the, the kid that used to do the total Andy Kaufman bit, but it didn't work because he didn't. I don't remember his name, but, but I he brought do his know. mom in to watch him. That he was once. a blonde guy, right? He was like a normal looking With glasses? guy. glasses? Uh, no, he, he was... Uh, oh, you're talking about the other guy. Yeah, he was like a good looking guy. And he Andrew would do, something. Yeah. He was normal. Yeah, but he would do that bit and he always did it. And he, he used to bring his mom in to watch him. Here's, he did like aerobics and spandex on stage. But then he would also just play a recording of himself on a and leave it on the stool. Here's what upsets me about Andy Kaufman dying so young <laughs> is that he's responsible for uh, like at least two generations of very bad comedians because it's not hard to be weird it, it's hard to do an Andy Kaufman yeah did. that's the thing it's what not hard to be an Andy Kaufman imitator poorly but what they're missing is what Andy Kaufman brought to the table huge talent yeah he and also he would do horse shit for 20 minutes and then he'd do like an unbelievable impression and an act after that and people would be blown away or he would legitimately fuck with the crowd not just go up there and play a recording of something that you did previously in the day and then play it on the stool while you sit in the audience but what I'm upset about is that he did spawn the style and he, he didn't have to stick around to endure it <laughs> he still wouldn't give up you know what he would say he would laugh the joke's on you again because i spawned this style yeah and people don't get what i was doing and now it looks like a horse shit and uh yeah a lot of open mics have to deal with andy kaufman type antics uh to this day i i gotta be honest with you when i first came out here i thought that that would be a pretty sweet thing to do like you just fuck with people and then i <laughs> Which is ultimately what I ended up doing with anyway. <laughs> so you're saying you're one it's of those people. Well, no, I thought that was awesome, though, what he was doing. Okay. Oh, someone Ultimate else prankster. hit me up on Twitter. I, I, sorry, I don't know your name offhand. Uh, they, 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 they tracked down Wilder, who we've talked about nah, on this show. Shut up. It says Alive, alive in, in Florida? Alive and well on Facebook, they claim. Wilder, what's her last name? Fuck. They said it on there. I can look it up, but they said she's a lot. While the Taylor, they said is alive and well unless someone's doing a fake on Facebook. In Florida. They just said, according to Facebook, she's alive and kicking. She left here. She was what, like 80s? At least, yeah. I had to be. She left us an infamous voicemail. I believe we played it on Boner City where she said goodbye to us, sadly. <laughs> yeah. Well, why don't we should probably look her up. Maybe we get a call in. Hello, doll. It's me, Wild. She won't remember us. Hey, well, we gang. Know. Oh, Jeff and Ryan, I just want to just call to say goodbye anyway. Uh, yeah, that's a fucking crazy thing uh, i got an email about a gentleman that lives next to the roll-offs you told me that the roll-offs from the are one of our favorite shows of tlc history uh little people big world of the freak show network 
Um, TFC. Let me find here. Jerry McFly's father went to high school. Now these people are next door neighbors. This guy's name, uh, his first name, I'll just is Lucas. Lucas and, Roloff. <laughs> He's a cousin. <laughs> he says, uh, "I've caught up some old episodes and listened to the hilarious Roloff banter. I live next to these fucks, and the neighborhood <laughs> hates them. Do they still live? The parents are divorced. Do they still live with each other? If you don't know who they are, they're uh, the parents are little people." They have one little person's uh, son. Twins. Twins. One's little, one's the other one's regular like size. Six feet tall, and then they have a regular sized daughter and another regular size. Yeah. Regular Molly size and uh, Jacob. Jacob. So he says they, uh, uh, and they, they're farm entertainment. They do like pumpkin throwing with trebuchets that almost killed their son one year. <laughs> this guy's crazy. He's like, you have any. What's he want us to do? So you have any old Boater City or new Danish and O'Neill stickers so I give these mongloids there? Come up and Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ! The, the Daniel O'Neill's not condoned the term mongoloid. Although I would, I would enjoy seeing a sticker with our likeness and oh, our man, names on Matt funny. Roloff's car. Maybe I shouldn't have used his real name. Now that you're going to find out. Uh, well, yeah, we will send you if you send us the address. Uh, hold on, wait. There's actually a picture attached that I have. To do, Lucas, do you go to their annual pumpkin farm and uh, piss on the pumpkins? Or I do bet any? you he's had some pumps. That trebuchet has probably launched pumpkins into his backyard. That, and he probably hates the, the traffic and the parking problems. You don't want that in your neighborhood. No, it's riffraff. It's roll-off raff. Oh, look at that. Dude, that, that's like, that looks like the entrance <laughs> to uh, Magic Mountain right there. It looks like there. a theme park. They Are have you a roll-off kidding? farm sign. It says currently closed to the public because it's not pumpkin season. Dude, this year we got to go up there. Lucas, take a picture of someone you know's boobies next to that sign just so we know this is real. <laughs> Hold up uh, tomorrow's newspaper. <laughs> Send a photo. Dude, if we go up there, Lucas, uh, and we visit, can we give you a call? You come take, take the tour of the farm with us? I'd love to see that pirate ship they built on the, on the farm where uh, Amy's father, Matt's father-in-law, once told him, I remember when this was something to behold and to his face. He let it go. It was a real piece of shit. Someone uh, emailed me a story, and I have a backlog of stories. Barbara's been, you know, everyone's sending yeah. them. But sometimes a story gets sent in, and it goes immediately to the head of the class. And this is the case with this one. This is from uh, the Trouser Arouser. I haven't heard from him in a while, or her. I'm assuming it's a him. Well, I don't need it's hard to say. But uh, this is in the New York Post. I think they do, you know, a little more salacious stories than the NY Times. They're a little more tabloidy. This is about a place called the Spa Castle in Queens. It's billed as a sprawling 22 pool Disneyland of soaks and steams. So you would think 22 pools. So you would think this would be my heaven. Pools. I like pools. What I like happened? steams. I like soaks. But there's a catch. There is a catch. They don't like Jews. Some patrons are anything but G-rated. What? On Sunday mornings, an army of exotic dancers getting off their Saturday night shifts descend oh. on the complex. What? Wait, wait what, what, what morning is this? And it's not to do laps in the pool. Sunday. <laughs> and, and, and what's the address? It's in Queens. It's Coming to America. We need to go. It says, we open at 6 a.m. and lots of strippers come here after work to unwind, an employee told the Post. There's lots of skinny dipping, and the girls are making out with each other and partying. What the fuck? Yeah. Looks like the set of a porn movie. Dude, I love it. <laughs> During two recent visits, the Post found patrons in their birthday suits, groping each other, making out, and having what appeared to be underwater sex. Wait, I don't get why these strippers are getting off work and then fucking each other. Uh, I don't know. They gotta let, hey, they're sweaty. Where else are you going to shower? 
That seems weird. You go to the Queen's pool. What? So they have a problem with this? I feel like this would be great for business. Well, here's the problem. If it was just that, I think they would embrace it. But they're making a mistake. Last Sunday, the clientele ranged in age from toddlers to octogenarians. They got to close it off to the fucking real people in the world. <laughs> yeah. oh, do you you want to have toddlers? You want to have a Turkish bath? Then keep it yeah. that. Don't bring in toddlers and eighty-year-olds. Maybe the eighty-year-olds like it. I think they need to work on their uh, mar- their marketing strategy or, here and just go for yeah, like eighteen plus men mostly, or a se- separate area. Like if you want to party, they have twenty-eight pools. Make 14 of them porno or fucking 21 of them. However many you want. Just make one if you want. So it said last last Sunday that was the age range, but that did not stop a group of five heavily tattooed 20-somethings from engaging in splashy sexcapades in the two-foot deep. Two feet deep. Heated waiting pool on the second floor. There's floors in this thing. What the fuck is this place? Says house music pulsing. One of the women stripped naked, cheerfully wait, played with her. I got breath. an idea. How about wait? Did they bring their own music, or is the is the place pumping EDM through this fucking? I don't know. There's no details on that. Poor reporting. I don't get the problem here. It said, uh, "Well, cheer when well, well, <laughs> one woman." One of the women stripped naked and cheerfully played with her breasts while <laughs> cheerfully, <laughs> as opposed to fucking angrily or slapping s- them around, sadly, <laughs> indifferently. Uh, <laughs> while a woman in a yellow fringe string bikini and a man looked on. A few minutes later, the nude woman stood in front of the seated man while her hand jerked in and out of the water. A couple made out a few feet away. Wonder what she was doing, <laughs> dude. I love that. Did they did that guy know this girl? It says uh, I don't know. It says a male member of the group want uh, wondered out loud if they should make a liquor store run. That's not really offensive. I don't know why. It says dude, it was not yet nine a.m. If, if I'm going to go here, I'm going to bring a, a sack lunch because I'm spending the whole fucking day. You know who would love this is former Boner City member Andrew Dewitt. Immediately came to my mind as well. He loves he loves these sort of atmospheres. Oh, dude. This is it. I mean, he wanted to go to a nudist colony. This is this, this is a, the, affordable. Yeah. It's in country, and he can bring his toddler. So uh, the staffer says there's a big problem with customers having sex in the pools, and the management doesn't know how to handle it. Practically every day, couples are caught having sex in the indoor and outdoor pools. They think they are being sly about it, but they're not. When you see somebody on someone's lap bouncing up and down, and the jets aren't turned on, you know what's happening. <laughs> are we okay? Technically, yeah. yeah. So this guy's a real sex detective. He can figure out if someone's bouncing up and down. This guy's a fucking pervert. He oh, he knows. He's in there watching these fuckers. Plus, this is what happens when you build a twenty-eight pool center in Queens. What do you think was going to happen? Yeah. People are going to be doing fucking also, laps. Like I said, I don't see the problem here. Well, here's where we get to the problem. They right have security now. cameras. You just uh, sell the footage. I don't know, but the spa, the mega spa is the brainchild of developer Steve Chan, 56, who came to New York from South Korea in 1980 when he was 21. Self-described gambler with big guts. Chan passed on working at the family laundry and studied engineering at the Polytechnic Institute of Brooklyn. For two decades, his forte was building and renovating Korean-run uh, laundries and nail salons, but in 2005... The developer was Champagne Taste, purchased a ramshackle warehouse on 11th Avenue in College Point for 3.6 mil. He envisioned it as a family-friendly hotel spa. The spa's Facebook page has even described its mission to create a lighthearted, family-oriented ambience. So change it around! Uh, the community board shot him down, though. They said the proposal is a thinly disguised hot sheet establishment 
the uh, the Queen's Gazette reporter. I think a hot sheet means like people being jerked or something. Maybe because he was Asian. It might be something. But he gained the support of the then Queen's Borough president, blah, blah, blah. Today, it's New York City's largest spa with 300,000 annual visitors and sales of more than $20 million in recent years. Ooh. He, that's according to the guy. I don't know if that's true. According to Chan. Well, so is this hurting his business? I, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, what is, I don't understand the fucking problem He here. opened a second spa castle in Texas in 2012 and a third on East 57th Street in Manhattan in 2014. This guy is building porno palaces. I love it. The $25 million, 100,000 square foot complex. Well, look, is it, is it affecting his business? I think it's probably helping Yeah, I don't see the problem here. Here's what happens. You pay a $40 entry fee, 50 on the weekends. Wait, for the fucking day? Yeah. Dude, you're seeing what? people. This is live fuck shows and I water. I know, but it's not. No, but this they charged that before the live fuck shows showed up. Hey man, forty dollars for the fucking day. Wait, well, hey, you bring your sack just lunch? to go in these pools? Yeah, and watch people. Oh, yeah, fuck. well, I will be there from open to close <laughs> for forty dollars, and I'm not going on the weekend. I'll tell you that. Well, I gotta go Sunday. So what if you go Friday night? Or I wonder what time they close. Do they have like a, a half day special where you can come after a certain time, like a ski resort? Uh, you I get don't like know. a discounted ticket for an extra two hundred ninety dollars. A client can book a private VIP room for a ninety minute mas- massage that includes herb tea, cookies, fresh fruits, and thirty minute aromatic jacuzzi where an Asian woman sucks your dick under uh, the water. Two ninety—that's a good deal. <laughs> Says the waiting pools where much of the action occurs. It's heated and equipped with underwater jets and a swim-up bar. Well, dude, these chicks—you get these chicks who no one else is there at six a.m. Spending 50 bucks on a Sunday? When they see strippers, good money. they know who strippers are. They're letting yeah, them in. It's good money. And they're taking the money. I love it. You can get drinks there like the Spatini, the Brainstorm, 18 bucks a pop for a drink. <laughs> Dude, this guy's- but if, you, if some of these strippers want to bring the kids, there's also a kiddie pool. And the steamy behavior often occurs even as children roam the grounds. Hey, look, is it that big of a deal? Some Manhattan photographer said I had to stop going on Saturdays because it was like a full-on urban high school orgy in the outdoor pool upstairs. What kind of fucking weirdo is this? She said under the water mushroom uh, in the outdoor pool, I would see lots of girls sitting on guys' laps and they would be bobbing up and down. It was pretty obvious they were having sex. I've also seen guys rubbing one out the wet way. (laughs) I mean, my biggest concern with this place is the quality of the water because there's nothing but jizz in there. And pussy juice. Here's and uh, all kinds it of took secretions. Me a, it took me a minute to understand what this meant, but then I did understand what it meant. It said one spa goer saw a young girl smuggled into the men's dressing room. When she changed clothes, I was shocked to see breasts, wrote a Yelp reviewer in November who identified himself as John I from Queens. This is like a woman. I did a double take. What the hell? I covered up and told the staff. Yeah, I thought at first he, met, he said young girl. I thought yeah, it was, like, it was just a, a small stripper. I think, yeah, who's fucking somebody and he looked over Dude, and saw titties. Again, hey, you have hot shit. Are these, okay, here's my thing. Are the girls hot or are they not hot? Well, here's some other action. David Chan, 46, Manhattan retail manager. He was looking to have a good time. He said he saw two guys rubbing each other off in a steam sauna in the locker room. Now I have the picture in my mind of other men's sperm swimming around in the hot tubs. This is supposed to be a place where you could bring your family. <laughs> Sounds like a bunch of nerds. 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 A.S. Bunny, 63, retired nurse uh, from East Village. Was actually, that's actually a man. He said, this tiny Korean man came up to me and said, oh, this is a woman. This tiny Korean man came up to me and said, you got big balls. I like them. Oh, it is a man. <laughs> 
He said, I liked them. Yeah. But that could happen anywhere. He said, another time I saw a guy and a girl in the upstairs pool who were in this massive lip lock and fooling around in the water. When the guy came out of the pool, he had the biggest erection I'd ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen the high school kids when you go to the beach? We saw saw us. That's that's what I was... We pointed and laughed at the The guy. The guy had a boner and we just pointed and laughed at him. He was making out with his lady when they broke apart. He had a huge boner with no shirt to cover it. We pointed and laughed at his face. <laughs> we That's how you him. handle it, A.S. Yeah. Bunny. If a guy says, hey, you got nice balls, say, hey, thank you. Thanks for noticing. It's a fam. Runs in the family. Got it from my mother. Give you, him a quick I.O. joke. You don't hear that every day, and that's a great compliment. If you see people with a huge boner, say, hey, man, nice boner. And he said it was the Shame biggest him. one he'd ever seen. He should have said, hey, sir, that's one of the biggest boners <laughs> I've ever seen. That's the biggest boner I've ever seen. <laughs> According to this in guy. Person? He th- yeah, he said he thinks all the alcohol they serve there makes people more sexual. <laughs> good detective work. Hey, what are you going to write a science paper about <laughs> it, buddy? That sounds like you're onto something there. Oh man, they they want the health department to look into this. They're why can't you just standards. leave a fucking? Why can't you leave a bathhouse a bathhouse? This shit didn't happen in the '80s. It was almost a near drowning. A six-year-old girl's hair became caught in an underwater vent. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh man. This is unbelievable. This is a good place. Between 2014 and 15, the health department cited Spock Castle for 49 violations, uh, including failure to post signs prohibiting discharge of bodily fluids in pools. <laughs> hey, man, there was no sign. <laughs> I like That's such a small infraction. You're like, hey, you don't have a sign to tell these fucking retards that they shouldn't jizz in your pool. In December 2014, this is a real controversial place. An 84-year-old spa goer was found dead at the bottom of one of Spa Castle's outdoor hot tubs. Autopsy revealed he died of hypertension and cardiovascular disease and having the time of his life. Even though, <laughs> even though family members insisted he was in good health. Oh, shut up. Okay. So he had a heart attack? And the report says he has cardiac problems, and they're like, no, not our... So what happened? You think somebody fucking gave him a heart attack? If you're 84, you should... They have signs Everybody, You could die at any time at 84 of anything, and it's not going to be a a shock. Uh, And then someone said, some state senator said, I'm not surprised the type of thing is going on at Spa Castle. Most of the problems stem from a lack of supervision. I don't know. It sounds like uh, it sounds like a place that I, I wouldn't mind checking out. <laughs> Dude, it also sounds like it's very well supervised. They know everybody's reporting what the hell's going on in Just there. Just for the people watching alone, it seems like that place would be fucking gold. You go there for the people watching, I'll go there for the fucking. Well, that's people watching. <laughs> oh, you're going to be doing it? Yeah, I'm going to be doing it. I actually have sound from, uh, from the spa castle in Queens. Hold okay. on. There it is. Anybody seen Richie? I guess somebody was walking into the pool area. It sounds like a gay guy is looking for somebody named Richie. Hold on, let's let's hear it again to see if we pick up any clues. Anybody seen Richie? Huh? Richie? Richie? Is that him going from pool to pool? Anybody seen Richie? Anybody seen Richie? Okay, I've heard enough. All right, stop. <laughs> that guy's looking for Richie. If anyone's seen Richie at the Queen's Spa Castle, please uh, let us know because we're worried about it. Well, um, we'll have to find the address of this place and take a tour. Roll I don't think farms, it's hard to find. That sounds like castle. a huge. I might try to do laps and be like, "Excuse me, <laughs> can you guys stop standing sixty nining? I'm trying to swim through here." I think I'm going to do a lot of whoa, it's wet, slip and fall, and fall into some titties. 
I'm going to try to drown at the bottom of a, a hot tub so my family can get the money. You better keep your hair out of that drain. So, so it sounds like the teen to 20s set is really loving it and everyone else not so much. Yeah, I think this is just a, I think there's a case of envy. Do you think there's like a strip club right near there? Why the strippers? How do they get involved? I don't know. It also seems like if I just busted my ass making money, I wouldn't drop 50 bucks every morning to go to this fucking dump. And it sounds like they just got off work and they're going straight there. I think they're, they're probably, probably, you know why? Because they're probably all fucked up. Souped up on cocaine. Yeah, and they're like, I can't go to sleep. Yeah. And they're taking clients over there. Maybe they even clients even pay extra money to go over there. Oh, maybe it's like the girlfriend experience come by this uh, trashy pool. Yeah, well, it could just be drawing some uh, more cash. Quickly moving on, a lot of people sent us uh, old Chumley from the show Pawn Stars and a bit of deep water with the law. Yeah. I got sent that by many of people. We've, you know, we've talked about Chumley and those, those idiots over the years. At one point, we watched the show, uh, and then it got entirely too annoying. With it's uh, turned into scripted. They scripted TV. These, I don't want to gags. See, I don't want to see the old man doing fucking gags. He's not the best actor in town. I'm tired of watching big hosses weight fluctuate. So Chumley got busted with uh, a ton of drugs, allegedly, uh, allegedly, <laughs> a ton of weapons, allegedly, twenty felon counts, and. Uh, bad cornrows was that, one yeah. of his felony charges. Yeah, that's one of the felonies. Uh, it, was, it stemmed from a woman saying she was sexually assaulted. They claim he may not even be uh, charged with that. They just went to the house and found a whole lot of other yeah. stuff. And I heard the uh, old man, Psalms, Chumley, you dumb piece of shit. Get in here, Rick. Wait till you hear what old Chum's been up to this time. Oh, Ricky. Uh, so, yeah. Maybe this is one of their plots of uh, episode 50, whatever they're on. They had no storylines. Chumley, we need you to get arrested. <laughs> and big, so Chumley's late for work, and Rick's like, where is that idiot? And big Hoss is like, well, he's in jail. <laughs> what? You say hey. jail, son? Son, I've been going to night law school. I'll take the case. The old man, <laughs> Rick, go over there and get his dumb ass out. What, you got a big jail for big old fat sons like Chumley? So, <laughs> I wonder what spurred it. I wonder what caused it. I think them. it's too much success, man. This is what happens when you pay Pawn Star <laughs> workers millions of dollars to be on a shitty show. I mean, I don't understand why you need to collect a bunch of guns and drugs. He got into guns on the show. As we said, Rick was taking them to the range. They're doing competitions yeah. and... Next thing you know, you have methamphetamines, allegedly, guns. He's living too hard and too fast out in Vegas. Well, hopefully, hey, Chumley, hope, hope you make it through this all right. Hey, Chumley, Dan O'Neill are rooting, rooting for, for you, for pal. You. Get and better and come on the show. Hopefully your charges get taken care of. <laughs> <laughs> I have no sympathy for this fuck. He if he's guilty tons, of it, He makes tons here. of money for yeah. having no talent. None. <laughs> Just he's just a fucking. He was he's in the right a, place at the right a time. Fat guy who does like deadpan. Yeah. None of them do. No, none, none of, them. of them. You run a pawn shop. At least Rick seems like he has some it, sort of business sense. That's about it. It was mildly entertaining for a while. They got just old. the shit that they brought As in. As any reality show, they get old fast. Yeah. Then they start doing game shows. Well, then they have to fill in times, so and they're like start doing these bits of. Chumley brought his dog in here. Who? Where did this shit come from, son? And then it turns out it was Big Hoss's shit, <laughs> but he wanted Chumley's dog to take the fall for it. Does anyone still watch the show? Because we, we, we stopped like probably four years ago. I've been picking out dog shit out of the sole of my shoe with this my This is dog pick. shit? I thought someone brought brownies. I've been eating this for four hours, Rick. <laughs> they just seem like a bunch of Vegas scumbags. 
I got a farticle from Barb. We haven't done a farticle in a long time. Okay. And uh, I know you're going to vehemently uh, be against one stance in this article. Okay. But I think you need to hear it because it might, might be time for you to change your ways. All right. Says, uh, so using Google Forms, which I don't really know what that means. I think you can just use it to like conduct surveys. Forms? Yeah. Uh, MIC, Mike, I think that's some sort of website. It's where this is from. Okay. Collected answers for more than uh, 125 people in their 20s and 30s to find out when we really lay down the farts in a new relationship. Here's what people think about breaking the fart barrier. Okay. You want to know why there's the rash of divorces? Because people are too comfortable farting in You haven't even listened to the survey? Not, you'll never sway me. All right. Well, I'm Go ahead. I want to hear. Okay. I want to hear. Okay. Keep an open mind. It sounds like you're going in a little closed-minded. Because <laughs> I know. Open up, your, open up your, your fart chakras. Okay. Are they open? Yeah. So it says the most popular time to end the fart-free fantasy is before your six-month anniversary, according to Mike's survey. Are you fucking kidding? Before your six... You're, you're ripping farts at, <laughs> at six months? Are you out of your fucking mind? That's why your relationship... This, what this fucking person talking about? All the, you know why they're... These relationships don't last, and I it boils down to this. The farts. It ruins... The sexual attraction in a relationship, and that is the start of the demise. Maybe they just don't have a lot in common. I'm telling you right now, man. And this is only a You're survey. You're farts in six months? <laughs> this is a survey of 125 people, so five people said, you know, like, so it's, it's not a huge uh, size, but. So it says, results show that just a little more than half of people, 51%, have farted in front of their significant other in six months or less On of accident dating. or on purpose? I think Doesn't on purpose. State. 22.4% did it after a few weeks. <laughs> a few weeks? A few weeks? These fucking guys are farting after a few weeks. Or the chicks after a few weeks. You're like, hey, pretty comfortable with you. Some people are ripping. Listen to this ripper. Well, 29% cut it between two to six months. Oh, my God. 25.2% waited between six to 12 months uh, when they really felt comfortable. But 100% all farted at some point, right? <laughs> I don't think so. So it could take uh, as much as 9.3 of respondents waited a whole year to fart, which the writer said, ouch, in parentheses. They're obviously pro-fart. On the other hand, some farting mavericks out there embraced their humanity. About 10% said they fart in front of their significant other as soon as they needed to fart. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I'm four years in, and I haven't even ripped a fart yet. So that's 12.5 people in this survey immediately ripped a fart. First day, farters. It's unbelievable. <laughs> That's a bold move. Uh, according to Anya, 28, no man is worth gastrointestinal discomfort. She's letting him rip right away. Uh, but she says no man is worth gastrointestinal. So like holding No, I know, in. but I'm just, yeah. I just, it's a bold statement. That's what Anya thinks. All right. Well, how many long-term relationships has she had? I don't know. 33.3% said it's acceptable to fart once you're having regular sleepovers. They said because most people do fart in their sleep. Yeah. that I mean, but that's not r- ripping them out in the open. But I think they're saying you can use that to let as a... Uh, like a, let's, a buffer zone. Yeah. Hey, you heard those last night. Let's get them out yeah. in, while we're awake. Well, here, here's one. <laughs> if you like what I did, if you like my work last night, here's something for you. Here's we're getting closer to your territory. 7% said they waited until they locked down an I love you to rip the fart. 
<laughs> is it like I love you? And then it's like, pfft. I don't know if it's that quick, but it could. If you had, if you could time it like that, it'd be pretty unbelievable. <laughs> You'd have to wait until they answered you. I don't know. If, I don't. I don't think the fire can come in the middle while you're waiting is for it, the answer. Wait. According to the survey in Fart Science Magazine, <laughs> this is a farticle. I we haven't had a farticle, farticle in a long time. I know. I enjoy it, but I don't. I think these people are sabotaging themselves. Uh, 5.4% fart once they've had sex or during sex in the case. During sex. In the instance of Marie, 29, I sometimes let a little one slip when I'm about to come, she said. I can't help it. Thankfully, <laughs> men tend to find this hilarious and adorable. I, I would I would not find it hilarious or adorable. I would leave you. Especially if my face is I would down. Tell you, I would throw your clothes out the window <laughs> and say, get the fuck out of my house. My face is down by your uh, vaginal area and you rip a fart in my face. It would, would be right, you'd take one on the chin. Wouldn't be impressed. You'd be right on the chin. Would not be impressed. Some of it would go in your mouth. And in my beard. I don't want a fart beard. I'm, the closest I'll get is burping. I'll do some burps, but. It's not, I mean. But I farting is. Fine. Bottom burps, as some would say. Some nineteen uh, percent said they only fart in a relationship once they've heard their partner fart. So they're looking for <laughs> what if someone, to, a, someone to, to start. Could be a stalemate, though. But you've often said once the guy does it, you think the woman's going to follow. Yeah. So the nineteen percent are going to jump on board once the farts start coming. Whatever you do that you think would be unattractive on your on a spouse or a girlfriend. Don't do. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Set, set. Don't do. Because it's hard to say do as I say, not as I do. Because then, you know, they're like, you do it. You don't. You, if you're going to fart, she's going to fart. And you're not going to find it attractive. If you want to prove that, it says of those who wait for the partner to fart first to fart, a whopping 73% are women. Whoa. So it yeah. reveals something about farting and dating that might not be that surprising. Expectations about who can fart are still highly gender centric. It seems that grossness and inequality, as Jezebel's Tracy Moore coined it, is incredibly real. Oh, yeah, it's real. <laughs> it's a real issue. It's real. It's real. <laughs> I don't think it's going anywhere. And you know what? Women that wait for me to fart, you're going to be waiting a long motherfucking time. <laughs> you're like the it's ultimate. Not coming. You're the ultimate. Unless you listen to the podcast, it's not coming. Uh, so <laughs> My goal is to go like... Go like 40 years in a relationship and never rip a fart. 2005 study from the journal Social Problems pulled 172 college students, found that more than 55% of straight women and non-straight men were uncomfortable farting in front of people, feeling it made them less attractive and didn't conform to their gender ideals. Straight men, on the other hand, were most likely to think their own farts were funny. (laughs) So women and gay dudes uh, aren't into farts. They're ahead of the game on this. Absolutely. And uh, dudes are still enjoying the fart humor. Yeah. That's why you should stop panning out. You want to know why like a chick leaves you or something? Yeah. It might be have to do with certain aspects of your personality or whatever, but a lot of it comes down to your farting, man. Here's the lady that you like. She says, I've been living with my boyfriend five years and I'm very progressive, but I will in all caps never fart in front of him if I can avoid it. Kara, 26, admitted. I just go to the bathroom and I pretend to pee. Yeah. That's what you do. You, and you fart into a hand towel. Old Robert Muffle Heis- it. Robert Heisinga, who spent three decades as a clinical therapist, is a huge proponent of openly accepted relationship farting. He says... <laughs> who is it? Uh, Robert Heisinga. He's a doctor? It says he's a clinical therapist. 30 years. <laughs> hey, Bob, fuck you. <laughs> it says farting in front of your significant other means you feel free to move beyond your roles. 
You may even find yourselves discussing. What, why do you want to move beyond your roles <laughs> of know. like, she's the woman, you're the man, and like <laughs> you were sexually attracted to her, she's sexually attracted to you. Why do you need to move beyond that? Sometimes you got to explore different roll-offs. I don't think so. So he says, you may even find yourselves discussing family roles and expectations that you bring to each other. You need not carry the burden of cont- continually being prim and proper. So that's the end of the article. Have you changed your viewpoint? No. So it's you- the same goes with like taking a dump and, it, you know, if you take a dump and you don't care how bad it smells, you just leave the fucking door open and you don't try to mask it at all, then she's going to do the same thing. Where do you stand with... Uh- Having a dump, someone take a dump on your chest. Well, that, if it's involved in sex, then yeah. Like if someone's going... <laughs> Are you serious? No. <laughs> you think I want someone taking a dump on I my chest? Know. You're part German. No. That's, that's not, not, you're it's not, it's not a hereditary thing. <laughs> that's part of the, it's part of the culture of you grow up there. We have time for one more story. Yeah, I got to give some shout outs too because I'm backlogged. And people right. want you want to do a couple before, a couple after? I'll just, I'm going to do the shout out at the end All over right. the EDM I'll music. The, I'll give you the music and then we'll go with I the want, country western so music. There's a new segment called shout outs and you it'll have, be you all have only music. that time. <laughs> or it'll you want be me to do music. two rounds of it. How long is the music? Probably a couple minutes. Yeah, I could get it in a couple minutes. So this is from, oh, fuck, I always forget her name, whether it's with a K or a T. Good thing I, it's from Tira. Our New Zealand fan. Oh, I know her. So uh, she sent us, this is from the Lad Bible. She sent us stuff from, I think it's the New Zealand, like, you know, bro stuff. So there's a dude out there with a dick that weighs the equivalent of a bag of potatoes or your nan's cat. And he says it's absolutely great. Is it, is, this isn't Jonah Falcon. No. Or Micah, that guy no. in South America. Micah from Berlin says his nine inch long dingus. Nine inch limp or it doesn't say it must be a girthy it says 5.5 inches wide. <laughs> Jesus. That's a whole nother dick has helped him free himself while leaving him ready to play. Dude, there's no chick that wants that dick. It says, although his colossal custard launcher stops him from having normal sex, he says it does make you more creative about what you do in bed. Like, I mean, what can you do? You can't go in the ass. You can't go in the vagina. You can't go in the mouth. You can go in the mouth. That's about it. Not much. Oh, he's probably talking about like fucking the thighs or squeezing the butt cheeks together and fucking them. Who wants to do that? Or titty fucking or foot fucking. So he said, after you reach a certain size, you can't do certain things anymore. Oh, yeah, like like fuck. <laughs> that's what he's talking about. He, uh, this guy, that's not natural, by the way. We get into later. He, he has uh, largened that dingus. He's been using a pump? A pump and he put silicon in there. He said How big least, was it before he did that? He said that there's other things you can do with it. He told Vice. You just had to free yourself from established roles and hardened ideas. Oh, he's taking it in the ass. Oh, this is the one Pete was talking about. Uh, he's been having silicon. He's 45. Been having silicon injections to make his dick even bigger. And the whole fascination began 20 years ago with a penis pump. I feel like we did. Did we talk about this? I don't think so. He, he said, I found when I, that when I pump, went out, pumped up, it felt great. I had the feeling that I wasn't trapped in the body I was born with, but that I had the possibility to shape it myself. He was like playing God. Did I tell you about the, the penis pump video that my buddy found when he's working at the car wash that we no. used to play at parties all the time? 
It no, was please, a, please do. It was a penis pump instructional video that my buddy was taking out the garbage and someone. Oh, was it like it. a school film strip for dick pumpers? No, it was like an industrial movie. <laughs> what the? Fuck? It was like a, the guy's like it shows you how to use it. The guy's putting it on his dick and he's just rubbing the glass. He's like, feels so good, dude. It's crazy how it what it does to your dick. So it just like blows it up like a football, right? But it's horrible for it. Yeah, it's obviously terrible. Yeah, so you stick it on there, you start pumping, and then it like you just keep fucking expanding. Coming full circle, Frank Drebin from Naked Gun used the Swedish Swedish sucking machine. <laughs> uh, it's there's a they have a link to uh, there was a Vice documentary called "This Is What Life Is Like with a Gigantic Penis." Uh, I think it says monster something. So they said you can look at that if you want to know more what this guy's life is like. There he is. Looks like a kind of a shitty cheese dick European okay, yeah. uh, world's strongest man type guy. He has a seven pound penis. Imagine carrying that thing around. Also, how do you? He may have bad hips. <laughs> Straight from a video we did. Uh, <laughs> That's serious. Though. That's seven. You're carrying. Oh, which we should go into vaginal weightlifting while we're on this topic. Oh, yeah, yeah. The lady that goes around with the vaginal weightlifting. Where did you find I'll that? I'll have to look it up on here. You can get a shout out out of the it. way. I wasn't prepared for it, though. Well, sometimes you got to just go where the stories take you. I have to find it now. Well, I'll talk amongst myself. Um, that, I don't even understand why you would ever do that? You have just. There's a lot of women that would look at that dick and just run away. Oh, of majority. Course. Yeah, would He's say si- what the fuck is putting silicon in there has got to be awful for you. By the way, can you Google it? Vaginal yeah. uh, Venice Beach. By the way, Nate Diaz at the world famous comedy store this past uh, week. Did you see his interview on the... Uh, a lot of guys go to Disney World or land after a big win, sports. He goes to the comedy store. It's fitting that he's like the MMA guy who's there. Cause well, he, he was in town. He did, he was at Universal Studios doing an interview for like Entertainment Tonight. And let me tell you, it was quite the interview. She was asking these questions and he wasn't even... He was so uncomfortable. But he wasn't they, even answering the question. He was talking about something else. And then they had to actually cut. You see him cut to like a whole other. It must have been minutes later when they tried to get him back on topic. It was interesting. He claims she's like, "Are you going to retire?" I might fucking retire. I don't this know. Lady's not. She's not terrible. She's a good body. Yeah, because she lifts weights with her pussy. She's in the picture on the story. She has play a surfboard. The, yeah, can you play it? Yeah, she's hanging a surfboard from her from recruiter. Is that how she surfs? She walks around Venice Beach with weights hanging from her vagina. So it says she's 44. She ties a thin piece of string to a jade egg, which I've heard of those. People put them in their pussies and they hold them in there to yeah. strengthen them. Uh, attached to the object, she will be lifting using nothing more than her super strong muscles. She said that she's actually, guys love it, one, and she says that... Here she is dangling how? an Asian fan from her pussy. <laughs> she... Said the guys love it, and she's actually even injured a guy from contracting. Jesus. Now, you have to have, how small is your dick the video where you need form. someone to actually constrict her vagina to make it? I mean, it, vagina is a pretty tight area. She's got a pussy constrictor. Dude, it's a tight area to begin with. It you could lose sh- a finger in there. It could choke you out. She's got a vice. She's got a bear trap. Dude, this lady's just looking for attention. You walk around out in public with a fucking string dangling out of your fucking pants? You know where she needs to go? Out of your short pants. She needs to go out to Queens. 
They would accept yeah, her. They'll love her. They would accept her there. Yeah. I want to see a bowling ball hanging out like Lollapalooza. Dude, style. she hangs some crazy There's shit. A four minute video. Do you want how much do you want to watch? We don't want to watch. Just or do you get want into me just it to narrate bit. it? Now just get into it. You can you can play it. See if there's uh, that might be it. People are really astonished. Coach Kim Anami is a woman with a very. Whoa. Uh oh. Come on. She's a sexual relationship coach. Get out of here. Made, carved into the shape of an egg. There's a hole drilled through it. The thread or string comes down. And then that's where we affix, tie the objects onto the end of, and then we lift. And over the years, she's gotten creative when it comes to strengthening her pelvic floor. I can lift skateboards, coconuts, cool. all kinds of tropical fruit. Jesus. I'll fucking border you to try all this shit. <laughs> French crock. We should have her put a pinata from her pussy. We'll put her up like hanging from a tree, oh, yeah. and yes. then we'll hit the pinata. That'd be good. A, a pussy pinata. Or it's she... unbelievable. <laughs> Shoot, do you want to hear more? <laughs> I want to hear what else. What other items? Kim now practices what she calls her vaginal kung fu. Up to five. That's kung fu. Hiyo. <laughs> times a week and claims that the effects of having a vice-like vagina vice-like short of miraculous vice-like the pelvic floor it eliminates urinary incontinence but it also increases their ability to enjoy sex women can ejaculate across the room with a strong <laughs> PC muscle it can create this lift in the whole system i've had clients who were botox users stop we'll pause using it botox. for a second so across the dude, room no girl wants to ejaculate across the fucking room no guy wants that nobody wants that you to put down nobody wants that you to put down trash bags like you're murdering someone like carving up a body dude that would be like having a fire hose sprayed in your face you need to wear protective kareem abdul jabbar goggles if you're gonna have anything to do with this lady you'd be dude even if you're in the room watching <laughs> how bored are is a woman that's like i want to learn how to ejaculate across the fucking room and i got news for you i've been in vaginas that weren't vice-like and guess what i still came pretty they still feel pretty close to vice-like <laughs> They're all pretty tight. I've never been in one that's like, hey, this vice is broken. They're all pretty vice-like. Also, I've been where uh, women actually have strength in their muscles and had them like clinched down. Still feels pretty much the same. It just kind of feels like someone squeezing you a bit. Pulsating on your dick. And it's a lot of effort for everybody involved. Nobody cares. Ladies, your, your vagina is great how it is. And it's there's nothing needs to be done to we it. We hate to ruin vagina gyms out there in your business, but you just don't need this, this. lady's selling you some fucking snake oil. Bill some- of goods. Let's see what else she has to say. This is interesting so far. We're a minute deep. Because the lines on their face began to be erased. And experts are throwing their weight behind some of Kim's she claims. She said the Botox? The idea of strengthening the vaginal muscles is a good one. It can help with sexual satisfaction for both partners. Uh, and it can help with prevention of prolapse so i think that she's opening up a door to women exploring their sexuality the sensuality and the power of the vagina and it's something that's so repressed in our society i think she's doing something physically uh, and mentally and socially that's a good thing pause it for a second spread the word about well i guess a gynecologist it's not about repression it's just for thousands and thousands of years nobody was strengthening their pussy and it, everything was fine. Yeah, but sometimes you need that pussy innovator to come along. 
and stick weights in there and coconuts and bananas that she had in the video. She had some peppers. This lady is just trying to make a name for herself in a business. Uh, as a sex coach. Yeah, yeah, but as something like, different. You're hey. never going to forget seeing this lady. No. If you see her out in public. You're like, <laughs> I don't know who would want to consult her as like a normal person. I bet you a lot of people are. You know who else used to perform down on Venice Beach? The Bushman. Remember he said he wants to go back? Maybe we can get him. The, oh, we, we should go down there with him and track this lady down. Oh, man, you might hang away from my dick. Let me hang me from that pussy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should see the Bushman on a swing could between she, her legs. Could she hang like, uh, I was gonna She's going to say a baby. coconuts Maybe here. a small She said man. a skateboard. A longboard or regular? I think regular. <laughs> a thin, a thin eighties. I think one of those ones with those gullwing hollow trucks. What about a snowboard? <laughs> yeah, no. How about one ski and a pole <laughs> and a boot. It's the stupidest talent I've ever heard. What about a Thanksgiving turkey? I like how this guy's like, oh yeah, this is. Uh, how much is it going to increase your sexual satisfaction? Did you know what'd be cool is you go camping with this lady, you build the fire, you dangle hot dogs and marshmallows out of her pussy. And I you thought make about them that, over the but fire. it's going to it's burn be, her oh, pussy. Yeah. That's all right. It's like a, <laughs> it's the price you pay. You're like, is that the hot dog cooking or your pussy? I don't know. <laughs> it's the price you pay for being this lady. I mean, she could just dangle sausages you know, for lunch for later. You know who she would not do well fucking is the man with the seven pound penis. Oh yeah, it would. They, he, there's no a, way. It'd be they like, both break it. They both break things. Like his yeah. is too big, hers is too small. Do you think that she's ever had food between her legs and had a dog come up and just rip it away from her? I heard at family parties that she'll put wa- uh, walnuts in there in the shell, crack them, crack them right open. They call her the crack the nut for, cracker for Christmas parties. <laughs> the old nut you can cracker. invite her over. <laughs> And you can put her on top of your piano, give her a nut in there, she'll crack it open. I once put a piece of coal in there, and she gave me a diamond. Uh, she bent. I heard she can bend a wedding ring. She can bend a frying pan inside her pussy. <laughs> <laughs> she can rip a I phone book in half. <laughs> God, this lady's 40, what did I say, 44, 45? Something like what that. A, what a bunch of weirdos there are in the world. It's, like, there's not enough things here. to be into that this is what you get into. And I like how this doctor's like, it's opening up this world of... That to who? It, it, the pussy's been working pretty good for a long time. <laughs> and no one cares. No one's like, oh, for, this for, is For great. all parties involved. I'm not just saying from a guy's standpoint, but from a woman's standpoint, pussy works pretty good. It's not like you invented yoga where it's like become a big movement and like, a, you know, or like you're like, hey, jogging should become a thing. It's like you're inventing something that no one's doing besides you. I get it if like it's for, you know, you don't want to piss your panties. Maybe if that's a problem, then that could be Should good. we hear more or have you had enough? Let's just a little bit more. Vaginal weightlifting. One of her first converts to the practice was her friend, Dana. She came to my house and presented me with a gift, and it was a pouch that had a jade stone in it. She said, it's for your vagina. <laughs> so, Did she say vagina? Yeah, for your vagina. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was pretty much our first meeting. Once I actually took one of her courses and studied her creation of vaginal kung fu, that's when I really understood what she's talking about when she says that you change the energy of your whole life. <laughs> your whole life gets changed? She's like, now I'm squirting across the, the, the courtyard of my apartment complex. And post pictures of her training on her Instagram page. Hashtag things I lift with my vagina. Today, she's at Venice Beach in California, showcasing her pelvic power. 
I just attached a surfboard. She's a good and body. I'm a surfboard with my vagina. She's a great body. Her a fair amount of attention. Oh yeah, I wonder. When people see me out in public practicing my lifting of she different She loves objects, this fucking attention. They tend to be amused. They their jaws drop, or they are very very intrigued and supportive. And Everybody's taking a like, picture of her girl. pussy right now. Would, would you try this? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. Maybe. At home, yeah. Would you? <laughs> I don't want to walk around with this. This guy has his tongue out by it. Wow. Is Mickey? Oh. I was shocked and I didn't believe it was real. Discovering that it's more of a. <laughs> this lady, okay. This lady's standing in the sand with a. A surfboard swinging between her legs, hanging from her pussy. Yep. And people are standing there taking pictures, and she's loving every minute of There's it. Two uh, African American gentlemen who are aiming their phones at her crotch, an Asian man who put his face right in front of her and crotch. And put his tongue out. <laughs> well, I would rip it out. Oh. I do that with my, I do uh, anal weightlifting. I can, okay. so far, I can tow my car. I actually pulled a school bus once. World's strongest anal man. Yeah. It's, I can it's do me. the log toss. I do the log toss with it. I can throw a keg via my ass. I strengthen my dick hole. Really? Yeah. What are you putting in there? What can you lift with it? I can lift a fucking... <laughs> it's more I can tell. I can do... Uh, I can surf I can, and I, have a woman surf on top of my dick while I'm still standing upright. I don't use my hands when I water ski. Just tie it right onto my dick hole. Harder or soft? It doesn't matter. Either way. Wow. If it's hard, actually, it'll break. What's the diameter on that? 14.8 inches? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a handle? <laughs> Mine's, uh, it's wider than it is longer. My concern is that some idiot, like any idiot, kicks the surfboard or is going to get injured trying this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, hey, I'm going to try to set well, a record. Yeah, but the only thing that's going to happen just is gets ripped out. just falls out of your pussy. Yeah, but that's humiliating for your self-esteem. <laughs> if you're on Venice <laughs> Beach. What's the record, I wonder? She's probably got it. It's I, such I, like, Guinness, Guinness doesn't do like pervert. This lady's uh, teaching a class. Idiots are paying money to go to a class with this lady to learn vaginal kung fu. There, there must be a like a pornographic Guinness world record book. If if Guinness hasn't done it, they should do it because I know well, they we, don't, sh- we should do the Danish and O'Neill book of pornographic records. Yeah, biggest dick, biggest balls, Ari Shafir. <laughs> biggest ass pussy, Ari Shafir. <laughs> Most fuckable ass pussy in the world. Most photogenic ass pussy on a man. Biggest hemorrhoids, the guy who fucks horses in Canada. <laughs> uh, do you want the music to start doing your shout outs? Are you ready? Let me prep them. Prep your, uh, your shout outs here. Prepping them. Here we go. Hey, by the way, Greg <laughs> said that you got a picture of Steven Seagal on vacation <laughs> that's Greg shout out to Greg another shout out to Sean for sending us that gym photo uh, which photo was that that was the gym photo where he said that he was uh, to, you know, right now in order to talk and record music <laughs> you have your computer smashed against your face probably not good for you but uh, a big shout out to Matthew. He's a trippy, trippy monkey on Twitter. He's getting married this weekend on Saturday, which is yesterday. And he said it would be awesome if you guys could shout out me and my wife, Marie, to remember the big weekend. Congratulations. He said you are all the shit. 
Matthew and Marie. Double Matthew M's. and Marie. You guys, hey. I hope you guys haven't started farting in front of each other. <laughs> Tell us if you have and send us pictures of the honeymoon. Yes, yeah, send us some photos of that wedding. Big shout out to Lucas for that roll off farms. Uh, another Matthew. Matt, he has a he has a uh, he got his iTunes review up, and uh, he gave it a five star. He says, "Some guy uh, I don't know his name." I like your original opening music. Some guy More gave than... us uh, his first ever review. He's had an iPhone for seven years. Really? Yeah. This guy says, I've got to say, I like your original opening music more than the new ones. Is that is that Barbara? That's Barbara's opinion. That's Barbara's opinion? Yeah, remember I told you Barbara said that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, shout out to uh, Eric. He says, I love um, that you guys go off on that fat, fake cop wannabe MMA fighter Steven Seagal. And he fucking hates uh, Guy Fieri. And he also hates a lot of other people that I don't want to get into. So shout out to you. Uh, <laughs> Dustin sent the Chumley uh, thing. You know what? I think a lot of the chicken fucker has been coming up a lot. Sean. Uh, no, that's not Sean, but Samo sent me a uh, article about the chicken fucker. And uh, Sean sent me an article about the drones and the uh, and the Falcons. Um, Sean's behind on his episode. Peepee, little Peepee, and I have been communicating a lot too. Uh, let me see what else we have. D. Lemaire is a big fan of, and he wants a pod. He wants a shout out. Oh, it's Dakota. Okay, that's from last week. All right, those are the shout outs for this week. All right, that's been episode 35. Uh, hopefully this is the last one I do with Strep for a couple weeks. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to try. I don't know. I don't think this is the last you've seen of Strep for the year. I'm gonna t- I've am gonna. read online that some people have Strep seven times in a year, and they're like, you should go see a special <laughs> seven times. It's a ton. How's that even possible? I don't know. Well, each time you take it, it just keeps. it's going to get worse if you don't beat it. I guess. Man. So, uh, Man. Now let's get to our uh, outro song. We've been Danish and O'Neill. Leave us out. We're, I think, 22 away from 300. So let's yeah, get to that 300. We're 270 by next week. Five stars, please. Some text. There's still, there's still some people out there freeloading. We know who you are. And by the way, someone sent me. There's probably about 3,000. We only have 24 iTunes reviews in Canada. That's our second biggest market. Get up your oh, game, yeah. Canada. That's crazy. We have over. We have nearly three hundred in the U.S. of A. We know who supports us, and it ain't Canada. Maybe it's the horse fuckers. People took them down after that story. They felt attacked. It could be. Well, then again, you think some people have a million listeners, and they only have ten thousand reviews. It's interesting how reviews work. It takes a lot. It's like dangling something for your pussy. It's hard work. Hard work, baby. Lightweight. Nothing if, but a if peanut. You give us a review. We'll give you a free uh, egg shaped pussy it says muscler. our names on it that you can give to your a relative a loved one by the way uh we will not actually supply egg uh no pussy egg if you bring one to somewhere where we are we would autograph it if that's what you wanted how many times is that lady with the pussy weights cracked eggs in her pussy uh i'd say three to four that's a huge uh health risk it's like a rock for rocky fetish do you chest. think that she's ever um 
tenderized meat in her pussy? I think she's <laughs> masturbated with a, ch- a turkey leg, a raw one. Do you think she's ever been masturbating, goes in and gets her finger locked? Like she locks up, the pussy muscle locks up from the orgasm and she gets her finger caught? It could be. I read an article where she was uh, in a neighborhood, saw a fire, couldn't, no one had any water and she started furiously masturbating. And uh, squirted across the sidewalk and put it out. Oh, wow. So. I heard that she can hammer a nail through a piece of wood with it. <laughs> she missed <Mr>. Miyagi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, there's a documentary on Netflix. It's called The Real Mr. Miyagi. Who is he? It's he a guy. maintenance man? So it's some guy, some fucking karate guy who brought karate to Southern California. And they watched that this evening. <laughs> It sounds phenomenal. I looked at it, but it only had like one and a half stars. Well, so may not watch that this evening. <laughs> uh, this is episode 35. I've been the strep, the, the strepper, the Danish. Uh, hey, this is O'Neill, and um, enjoy the rest of your week. Congratulations to Matthew and Marie. May you have a very Danish and O'Neill-filled marriage. And don't fart. Just if you're farting in front of each other, stop farting, and you'll see how much your relationship will change. Is this the name of your book, Stop Farting and Start, start Fucking? <laughs> should be, could be. All right, we're out of here. Stop farting and start fucking. No, it's, it should be stop your farting and get back to fucking. <laughs> well, that's I should, it. Why well, should be a counselor, a uh, relationship counselor, like right? I specialize in I, every problem stems from farting. <laughs> like he's beating me. What? You guys gotta stop farting in front of each other. <laughs> All right, let's play the uh, the folksy outro and let's get out of here.